This episode is brought to you by Buzz Vacation Rentals, a premier property management company in Houston and Galveston. Give Buzz a call today if you need help in managing your short-term and vacation rental properties at 281-549-8432 or visit their website at buzzvacationsrentals.com. Now back to the Real Estate Baller Show. I was like many other real estate investors. I started out as a solopreneur. And what that means is I was calling myself a boss, but I literally was doing everything by myself. I mean, I was very efficient, but when I started doing 30 plus deal a year, it got to a point where I had no life. I literally was working all the time. And that's when I realized that I had a high paying job. I was a slave to my business. And so this episode is to tell you that you don't have to start out the way I did. I want to share with you how we have been very successful in growing our business with virtual assistants, what they are doing for us now, and how you can find them for your business. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by writing a review or sharing this episode with a friend. You are listening to The Real Estate Baller Show. I'm your host, V. Lee. This is the show where I interview upcomers, doers, and ballers of the real estate investing world. I want to bring you real-life lessons and takeaways so that you can make smarter decisions about investing in real estate and accelerating your real estate businesses. The purpose is to help you to reach your financial freedom in real estate investing faster. So first, let's dive in why virtual assistant. Virtual assistants are those who can work from home or anywhere in the world as long as they have a good computer or laptop and a reliable high-speed internet connection. So here's why it's beneficial. To hire an admin in the U.S., it would cost somewhere between $15 to $18 an hour. And we're just talking about an entry-level person in the U.S. Because we can hire virtual assistants from anywhere, we can go to other parts of the world and pay someone with the same qualification or similar, somewhere between 3 to $5, $6 an hour. So for every one U.S.-based admin person, we can hire three virtual assistant from other countries. I know many investors who have successfully hired from Europe, from South America, from the Middle East. However, for us, we have been the most successful in hiring VAs, virtual assistant or VAs from the Philippines. So in terms of virtual assistant, there are two types. There's hourly base and then there's project base. And you actually could also do a monthly base as well. When we first started, we hired one part-time virtual assistant. And then we move up to one a full-time virtual assistant. And then eventually now we have a team of virtual assistants. So as you can see, we already become very cost-effective in terms of how much we pay in, in salary to a virtual assistant. 
Second reason why we use virtual assistant is they help us to streamline our process. So our use of time is extremely efficient. I mean, really, talking about teaching someone who grew up in another culture, who learned a different ways of doing things in their country, the way we do things here in the U.S. When you can master the art of teaching someone to do something, it truly really makes you and your process better. And that's what we found in our company. Our process gotten really streamlined because when we teach the virtual assistant, they also teach us to fine-tune our process. And here's another plus. So because everyone is virtual, we are not in the same confined space, brick and mortar office all day long. And guess what that eliminates? It eliminates the drama and the gossip, right? When we see each other on our meeting on Zoom, We talk about things, we share a little bit about family, what's going on, but we don't go into gossiping, and that is big. We have a lot of positive energy to go around with our team. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, everyone has a good day and a bad day, and our team, I believe our team is really strong because we are big into culture and core values, and we also treat them like human beings. And we care. We care a lot about each other. And so I think that's the key to have a successful virtual remote team, however you want to call it. So this concept may have not been as popular before COVID as it is now. We noticed that more and more people want to become a, they call it a, a digital nomad. They want to have the ability to travel the world and still, you know, work and, and get paid, have, a, have the means to travel the world. So we also notice a, a trend in that since COVID. So more and more reason why we really love our concept of building a virtual office and a virtual team. So with the use of virtual assistant, it allow me now as a business owner to get my time back. I can really focus on the task of running the business, the companies, instead of the admin tasks like calling to turn on utility or you know issuing insurance and similar tasks. At the same time, I can manage my business better. You know, like I said earlier, we can hire three over CVA I say overseas, meaning in another uh, country outside of the U.S., compared to every one U.S.-based assistant. And you could set up your requirement for these virtual assistants to be college graduate or whatever requirement you know you would like to have for your company. For us, obviously, the biggest requirement is they got to speak English. And you do have to go through an interview process and that to find out how good their English is. And just keep in mind, though, also, um, these virtual assistants in the Philippines, for example, they learn English from school. So their way of speaking is also different from our way of speaking here in the U.S. And even me living here for, you know, 20-something years, I'm still learning English, right? So um, so that is why we use the VA. Now, to learn on how we assign tasks and how we work with these VAs from overseas, 
Uh, I've done another episode on six tools that you need for a virtual real estate office. So do watch that episode to learn how we use technology to work with the VAs overseas or to run a remote office and to assign tasks and to communicate and to do team building. So the next point is, what do they do for our companies? Well, pretty much everything. We have both local-based virtual assistants and we have overseas-based or mainly the Philippine-based local uh, virtual assistants. So between the two of them, the only thing that's left is for me is to open the mails and sort the mails. And that is actually a job that I save for my 10-year-old daughter. You know, it works out wonderfully between all of them, right? So um, what do they do? We have entry-level VAs, and then we have management-level VAs. So the entry-level do entry-level tasks, like running comps. They do repetitive tasks. They do tasks that come with templates already, where um, it's just a follow procedures and get things done, okay? And then we have the management level VAs where they require to deal with, you know, customer or higher level things, right? Running the company, managing the team, doing the schedule. So that is, um, you know, you, there's different level and obviously there's different pay scale for those uh, virtual assistants as well. The Philippine base, obviously, uh, so far has been the lowest cost you know, virtual assistants, and then we have the U.S. base, which is higher cost, and some other regions like uh, Mexico or Belize, they slightly higher than uh, the Philippine-based VA. And, you know, recently, I even assigned my uh, assistant who has been with me for two plus years, and I, my mom wants to go to Europe, so instead of you know, me sitting here planning out the trip, I just assign her a task that, hey, these are the city we want to go to. Can you look for hotels and transportations and map it out for me? So they are amazing and we love our VAs. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss another show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. And something else that we also have our VAs do is, um, you know, besides the closing the real estate related tasks, I have this episode here is edited by virtual assistant from the Philippines. We also have virtual assistants, like bookkeeper virtual assistant from the Philippines. We have customer service based virtual assistant from the Philippines. In the past, we actually have U.S.-based content writer assistant from the U.S., <laughs> U.S.-based from the U.S., right? Yeah, so you name it. Anything that can be communicated where they don't have to be f- to physically be there, then we use a virtual assistant. Uh, some other thing like housekeeping positions, that's something that we need a local person for, and therefore we cannot do virtual there. If someone can virtually clean a house, we probably can, uh, will hire a virtual assistant to do so as well. But unfortunately, in today's world, the technology is not there yet, so someone still has to physically clean the property. So we cannot do a virtual assistant there, or someone has to physically open the mail, right? You name it, anything that needs to be done 
we could probably assign it to a, a virtual assistant. Okay, so I just share with you how why we use virtual assistant and what they do for us. So now let's talk about where to find them for your business, right? So there's a lot of websites out there and I think there's more and more coming every day. There are sites like upwork.com, fiverr.com, freelancers.com, onlinejobs.ph, wisehire.com, bruntwork.co. Each of these really work differently. So Upwork, for example, I believe it's probably one of the oldest sites that offer a remote job. We have hired a few people from Upwork, mostly project-based. Uh, we actually have hired even a U.S.-based virtual assistant from Upwork before to do tasks like um, uh, content writing and uh, social media campaign and stuff. And then Upwork has a good amount of virtual assistants from all over the world. Fiverr also has virtual assistants from all over the world, but they more focus on graphics things like uh, logo design. Like you can get your logo design for $5, right? Now you do pay for what you get. I mean, I guess you can't beat $5, right? <laughs> so <laughs> um, you can get like designy thing from Fiverr. And then you have freelancers which also have virtual assistants from all over the world. We haven't hired many people from freelancers. The side that we do hire many assistants from that we have a lot of success on, like I said earlier, is onlinejobs.ph. And this is a job for specifically the Philippines. We post a job. It does. You do have to pay for the posting, but it's very small. And then, you know, they apply and then you respond. And this is just for the Philippines only. And then WiseHire is another site that we use to post job uh, for virtual assistant. And this is more U.S.-based or the South America, like Mexico. The virtual for WiseHire outside of the U.S. is not that strong. We haven't had much success there. Um, Runtwork is a new site. I just saw it. I haven't really had a chance to study it and we haven't posted anything on it just to see how it works. So I don't know much about it. Um, maybe next time when I get to know it a little bit more, I can update you. So th that's, those are the sites that we use to find virtual assistants. Okay, so in summary, I want to dive in a little bit of why we use virtual assistants from the Philippines and versus other part of the world is because statistically speaking, the Philippines rank in the top five of where most virtual assistants come from. And it goes way back. And if you remember the cruises and airline, they use a lot of virtual assistants from the Philippines. The cost of living in the Philippines, like, you know, it sounds really bad, right? When we say we pay three to $5 an hour in US dollars, but in the Philippines, that is a lot of money. And if we pay, let's say, eight, nine, ten, that's that is actually better than what doctor can earn in the Philippines. So um, the other thing is they in the Philippines. Um, I've been told by many assistants that I've hired over the years is that um, traffic coming to and from work is really bad because uh, they got to take the bus. You know, most of them don't have a car; they have a moped and you know, they don't have AC at home like we do. 
And so three to five US dollars an hour here sounds little, but to them is significant. So it's really great to hear story from them about, you know, the, what they do with their salary, how, you know, they're able to buy things and support the family. It's very fulfilling. The other part of why we use VAs from the Philippines is that uh, it's their work ethic. They are very nice, very respectful, and they are reliable. Now, we, in our operation, we specifically only hire green VAs, meaning they haven't worked as a VA for other companies before. We found that once they become a VA and um, they have gone on sites like Upwork and other places, they tend to carry some bad habits with them and they don't work quite as hard as the one that are new to the VA world. So that's kind of where we lean in towards until we get convinced otherwise, okay? The downside to the VAs from the Philippines is obviously it's a big cultural gap, right? They're not as vocal as we are in the U.S. So you really have to work with them to break them out of that shyness. Like a lot of time, they may feel, you know, something may not sit well with them and they hold it in and then they just leave and never come back. So if you decide to hire people from the Philippines, you probably would, I would suggest that you, you know, talk to them openly and remind them constantly that, hey, we are far away from each other and we need to talk to each other because I cannot read mind. And that's why I tell my VAs all the time, you know, just so that they can really finally sink in and understand that it's not personal, it's just a different culture. So that's why we hire VAs from the Philippines, because the dollars stretch further in the Philippines, the uh, work ethic is higher, and most of them are familiar with the concept of working remotely for a U.S.-based company. As the time of me recording this video, I'm testing out another region, which is the Mexico, Belize, and Honduras. So in the future, when we actually can successfully get that process down, um, I will do another video to update. But as of today, we have a lot of success from VAs in the Philippines. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want more, join our Facebook group, RE Ballers, for further discussions of this episode. Wherever you are listening to your podcast, please subscribe to the Real Estate Ballers so you never miss another show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a five-star rating, a written review, or if you simply share it with a friend. 